Check out those backpacks at muzzum.com, M-U-Z-M-M.com. That's muzzum.com, M-U-Z-M-M.com. Use promo code D-J-S-O-F-L-Y-Y at checkout for 20% off. That's right, 20% off. Muzzum.com, my ultimate go-to travel bag. Let's start the show. Before I start the show, I got to send a huge rest in peace to the homie Nip Hustle. 33 years old, gone too soon. The internet has been buzzing for, I don't know, probably about the last 12 hours uh, since he was murdered in L.A. Um, He was murdered in front of everything that he worked hard for. Not only did he own that store, but he also owned half of that shopping complex and planned to expand. He was empowering people in the community, uplifting people in the community, uh, trying to change gang culture. Uh, trying to change uh, things with kids and the youth in his community. So uh, we're definitely going to uh, celebrate this man's life. We're not going to go into those conspiracy theories as to why he was killed uh, military style, but we will say rest in peace, Nip. Fly Perspective Podcast. April Fool's Day. Who's the fool? Are you the fool? Rolling out straight classics, baby. Perspective Podcast, it's your boy DJ SoFly, episode number 33. Oh man, April 1st, bro. April Fool's Day. I hope y'all ain't getting too crazy out there with the jokes or if the joke's been played on you, whatever. Be sure to write in and let me know what happened for your April Fools. If you prank somebody, if you got pranked, that's tfpfeedback at gmail.com. Tfpfeedback at gmail.com or at DJ SoFly on Instagram. Uh, man, it's a good day to be alive, man. Um, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. Um, energy is through the roof this morning. I don't know if it's the kombucha <laughs> or what, or the, the, the extra working out I've been doing, uh, but getting myself together. It's also shit. Five days from now will be one month until my birthday. Cause I'm a tourist. May 6th is my birthday. I'll be the big 31. Yeah, man. I'm getting up there in these streets, 31 years old. But, uh, hey, it, it flatters me when people think I'm, like, 25, 26, you know, stuff like that. It's all good. Um, started off with another classic, man. Um, huh, I don't know. I don't know if I... I don't be knowing when I want to hit you guys with, like, classics or up-to-date or what. It'd be so hard, man. My music is, is, is through the roof. But uh, that was Roy Ayers searching. Um, straight classic. I don't even know when that came out. He got another song, uh, too, that Sunshine... My life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Take a look at my eyes, you see what I... Right, okay, I know I can't sing, but 
you know, that song was sampled a lot. Um, that's his other joint. I may play that on another round. But, um, man, um, I love music. Let's see. What's been going on with me? Um, my grandma, we got into it the other day. I know y'all love my grandma, man. I'll be telling these stories. But uh, we got into it the other day, man. My uncle got a parking ticket in her car, like, I don't know, two months ago. And, um, you know, he gave me the, the money to pay the ticket. I paid the ticket. Long story short, she ended up getting another ticket, like, a month before that, a street cleaning ticket somewhere else. So she got a ticket in the mail, bruh. And she was calling, talking, you know, raising hell, talking about, I got a ticket in her car. I'm like, Grandma, I don't even drive your car, bruh. You know what I'm saying? So it's going back between me and my uncle. Long story short, the ticket elapsed, so it was like 80 bucks. You know, I went ahead and paid it, you know, you know, whatever, when she told me about it. But she was like hell bent on thinking like somebody was going to send her to jail for this parking ticket, bruh. Like... I'm like, Grandma, ain't nobody going to send you to jail for a parking ticket. And be for real, I got a parking ticket, man. I got last July, bro. I got last July. It's 100 bucks now. It was like $25, but I forgot to pay the ticket over and over again, and it went up to 100 bucks. Now I said 100 and that reminds me right there. I got to pay this $100 ticket. I mean, however, how does it work when you get new license plates on your car, but a ticket is on the old license plate? Does it transfer over to the new license plate? Because they sent me a notice, and it still had my old license plate on there. Because I just renewed my plates a couple months ago. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know how that worked. I mean, I ain't going to play with the law and try to think I can get away with nothing. I'm going to just go ahead and buckle down and pay that hundo. But, I mean, damn, I sure don't want to come off to a call for, you know, come off on a hundo, bro. That's a whole hundo. You know what I got to do with a hundo? Man, I don't know why I can't talk, like, always. You know what I can do? I don't know why I sound like I'm, like, from the Philippines or something. But, do you know what I can do with a hundo, bro? Also, um tired of driving this rental car I got, you know, from I told y'all my, my car got sideswiped like last week or whatever and it's been in the shop. So I'm getting it back this coming Friday. Um but uh I'm tired of driving this rental car, bro. Like I just want my car back, man. Like <laughs> they called me back and said, Man, it was seven thousand dollars worth of damage done to my car, bro. Off of somebody sideswiping my car. They had to replace my whole rear door. And then low-key grinds my gears that, you know, somebody hit my car and didn't leave a note or nothing. But, I mean, I guess, hey, it is what it is. They ain't have no insurance. I mean, you know, I guess karma will catch up to them, you know. But getting my car back this coming week, man, it's Friday, and I'm glad I will be rolling in my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you learn to appreciate your own shit when they when you in something else. You know what I'm saying? They got me driving this damn Hyundai uh suv it's like a hyundai soccer mom suv bro like i'm whipping that mug but bruh i want my whip back bruh you know what i'm saying just think about the intro song you know it's been a couple nice days right now i'd be playing that searching with the sunroof all the way back with a cigar smoking a cigar riding down the street with that beamer playing that searching with the windows up but the sunroof all the way back so the smoke can escape. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'll be able to do that soon, man, when I get my car back. Just thank God I have insurance because I've always thought insurance was one of the biggest ripoffs you can have. I mean, in a, in a grand scheme of things, I still think it is. Just think about my last episode when I was telling you guys about the phone insurance. I pay $14 a month for I don't know how long in life I've been paying that, and then they want to charge me 275 for a phone now when it comes to the car 
you paying way more per month for insurance just in case you have an accident. And you paying that no matter what. To drive legally, you have to have car insurance. But I mean, hey, I got it, so I got was able to get my car fixed. But man, if you think about the amount of money you spend on insurance for some shit that just might happen, and they don't send you no Christmas card, they don't send you nothing that say thank you for being a valued customer, they don't send you shit. You just pay your hundred and thirty dollars or I don't know. My grandma insurance is like $300 a month. But I think it's because she like old. So they be like, they got to bust her head. You know what I'm saying? But you pay that money per month for some shit that just might happen. Now this past week I was on social media. I was on Facebook. And um, I saw a status uh, that said something on the lines of like, you know, black men are the most unloyal. Or they're this or they're that. Or they're trash. You know, I've seen statuses like this for a while now, and it's come to be like, man, look, women, please stop placing all black men into one category. Can you do that for me, please? Because maybe it's the guys that you have encountered that are black that you have dated, but it's not all black men. I have dealt with some ain't shit black women, mostly because I date black women. But I would never generalize that all black women are not shit, or they're not loyal, or they're gold diggers, or they're this, or they're that. I wouldn't do that, because I have not dated every black woman. You know what I'm saying? And I find it hard to just believe that a black woman, because I've only seen these statuses posted by black women, that black women are so quick and eager to post a status stereotyping all black men when... We get enough black stereotypes as it is. Being killed by cops, stereotyped by uh, people of other races, and etc. And here we go with countless numbers of black women that I've seen this before over you know this year or last year or whatever the case. Where they want to stereotype every black man and say every black man ain't shit. Now, I hope I don't get no backlash for this because um, you know what? Fuck it. Um, one of the statuses that I've seen, you know, is by a friend and that friend, she's cool. However, the type of guys she choose to date are ballers or athletes or entertainers or niggas with just money. So when you put yourself in a situation to date just those type of guys who have Whatever they got going, or they flying you out, they doing this, doing that, whatever. They gonna look at you as such. And you can't get mad when things don't work out the way you thought it was supposed to. Or you figured that this nigga who has, probably in his mind, has everything that he wants besides a woman, is using you as a tool at the moment. You get what I'm saying? It's like post-nut syndrome. If you don't know what post-nut syndrome is, it's when you're having sex with a woman that you may or may not like, right? Probably not like. And when you get done and you nut, you be thinking like, damn, she got to go. So, when you got a situation where you're dealing with these ballers or these athletes or these players or whoever that got all this that you want to have because they can do everything they want you to do. They can buy you shit. They can fly you here, fly you there, 
and then they don't want to fuck with you on no real level, it's looking at like, what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> or how have you differentiated yourself t- from the rest of the herd of people? You know what I'm saying? But then you want to get mad when you want to say, all black men are lies and cheat. No. So you can't say every black man ain't shit. Sorry, I got a little emotional because I hate when chicks be on shit like that and want to low-key sack chase or do this and that. And then they want to come for every black man in the race. It's not every black man. I bet you find a ball. I know some balling-ass white dudes, Italian dudes that ain't shit. That didn't drop chicks like a sack of bricks. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to tell you how I judge women. I judge women off the type of guys that they deal with previously. And I also look at women at what you got to bring to the table. Because if you're not bringing nothing to the table, that means you're taking away from the table. So best believe, if it's a baller cat that got all this money doing that in the third, he observing what she got going on in general because... Shit, she might be taking away from me more than she contributing. And if you just sitting around all for the looks, just trying to be a a big button, a smile, and a pretty face, man, a lot of niggas ain't here for that no more, bro. It's 2019. There's a lot of women out here that's big butt smile, cute in the face, that got degrees, that got businesses, that's balling, doing their own thing. We ain't going for that no more, bro. It's 2019. Just being real. Man, I met a chick once. She was beautiful. Younger chick, but she was beautiful. I mean beautiful. Um, We went out. We had a good time, whatever. And then I came to realize, like, you know, she put me on game to what type of dude she talked to. And she was like what you call, quote, unquote, one of them, like, sugar babies. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know what a sugar baby is, it's like a younger chick who goes at the older guys with money. Hence the sugar. The sugar is the money. And they trick off, you know, money on them. So they was, you know, taking her here, taking her there. She was out of town, out the country, on these extravagant trips. You know, Kat was buying her cars, whatever, whatever. She would tell me all these stories and I was just intrigued by it. But in the same sense, it's like me and her was on two different levels. You know what I'm saying? In life. Like she was used to that high life. And me, Hey, I'm I'm a, I'm a middle class working brother, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to tell anybody that I'm I'm out here working for mine. And I work hard for mine. What I got, you know, what I'm saying I'm not where I, at my peak yet, of course, but I work hard for what I got. So I could already you know see. Hey, we live two different lives, man. You 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 interested in a different world, you know what I'm saying? Like one time, man, she's like, yeah, we should go on a spa day this weekend. I'm thinking in my head, like, spa day? Like, who paying for this spa, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, spa about what? Two, three hundred dollars to go up in there and do all that shit? Nah, partner. You know what I'm saying? And uh, one time she came to me incorrect. So, you know me, man. I probably was Darnell at that time. I probably was full of some gin or, or, you know, something. Man, I let her have it. I don't even remember what I said, but I went clean off. And we went our separate ways, you know what I'm saying? Um, and as men, we got to learn to, you know, how, how women can differentiate when a man, or or no, I'll take it a step further, when a woman thinks that they're out of another man's league, fellas, we have to understand and, and bow out gracefully when we meet these women who have these unrealistic expectations for um you know, what they like to say, consistency and, and showing that you care and, and, and buying shit and taking her out and all that. We got we to gotta cut it cut our ties short, man. You know what I'm saying? Because like the, the saying goes, you can lose a lot of money chasing women, but you'll never lose a, a woman chasing money. You feel what I'm saying? And that's the real deal. And, and an old player told me one time, I might have been like uh, 17, 18 years old. He said, man, look. 
You can spend all that time warming it up. And what he mean by warming it up meaning, you know, buying a girl stuff, taking a girl out, uh, spending time with her, uh, you know, caking to her, telling her nice things, etc. And all you doing is warming it up for the next man. Or a step further is while you doing all that, they got a nigga on the side that ain't shit. Probably don't have no car, no no pot to piss in, window to throw it out. But he over there knocking her down. And she ain't giving you no play. So, fellas, it's 2019. We got to learn to bow out gracefully uh, during some of these situations with these women. And, um, like, like the like, I'll take it to the Cardi B. Like, Cardi B, I didn't even read the article or video, but it was saying something about uh, Cardi B had um, said something, like, confessed about drugging men and taking their money. And people wanted to go into an uproar. And, oh, my God. this that, And it's like, I mean, it's Cardi B, bro. Not trying to cast down any judgment on her but she lived that life at one point you know what i'm saying and she's never been afraid to tell the public you know what type of life she lived it's not like michelle obama came out and said she was drugging men and taking their money and i'm not even being funny when i said that she was a stripper she was out here getting it in you know struggling to do what she had to do to take care of herself and take care of her family you know what i'm saying and another thing I observe online with people is like these like kind of like, I don't know, get money quick schemes or everybody got some type of scheme to make some money. Like I remember when they came out with that cash app scheme and, it you know, people was talking about if you put $100 in this cash app pool, you can make all this money. And it's like, bro, I don't really know. I don't know you like that to be put, sending on $100. Somebody's supposed to win the money over time. Like how stupid can you be, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, I still became, I met this girl I know, she swore up and down. No, it's real. I know people that want the money. And she put her $100, and I never heard nothing back from her. She was telling me I was dumb for not putting it in, etc. When I hit her up a few months later, she said she never got the money. It was a scam. And it's like, every time I turn around, it's something different. Like, like I get Instagram DMs from people that are like, oh, I'm a credit specialist, and I can increase your credit score. No, bruh. I don't know you. You live in, like, fucking... Idaho or Wisconsin or some bullshit, and you trying to get me to give you my social security number? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? How, how stupid do I look? I know a girl who did something like that with like a credit specialist that was supposed to like help her credit. You know what I'm saying? And long story short, it was somebody that she knew, like boyfriend, supposedly had the business. She trusted them, and what did they do? They ran up her credit, uh, and this girl ended up getting locked up for like. Uh, fraud or something with her, whatever the hell. Long story short, they had a car in her name. They had an apartment in her name. They had multiple credit cards in her name. And she had to go to court not too long ago just to try to tell the judge, like, yo, this is not me. I'm not going to these stores doing this. I don't have a car. I don't have this uh, apartment that y'all say I got in my name, you know, etc. So it's like, man, it's so much shit out here that is tricking people in schemes like the other day man i got a phone call yesterday from zambia man i didn't even answer the phone call bro because i'm like i don't know no motherfucker in zambia the number is a plus sign two six zero nine six seven seven four zero five three two it came from my call id at 807 in the morning i roll i look it says zambia like i don't know nobody in no goddamn zambia you know what I'm saying? And it's how many schemes it is out there for like, like people be calling you like one, one, they called my grandma like last year and was like, this is the IRS. If you don't pay us a certain amount of money by whatever o'clock, you're going to go to jail. It's going to be a warrant for your arrest and they sending somebody to lock you up. And my grandma told them, hey, I don't owe no taxes, blah, 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 blah. They hung up on her. But you got to think about the many people that they do call that aren't 
educated about schemes like that. And they do end up giving money out. Like, it was a young lady's story the other day I saw. Uh, was a cash out fraud or something like somebody called her and said they were from cash out this that and the third she gave them the information they hung up on her they cleaned out our whole bank account so in uh, conclusion please stop sending me dms talking about your uh, um a credit specialist and you want my this or that or, or like another one is this cryptocurrency thing i'm seeing a lot of people messaging me about that look i don't know nothing about that and i'm not an ignorant person however what i don't like to do is lose money so that's even with like gambling. I've never been a gambler. I don't go to the casino because I don't want to end up losing no money. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to give you $20 so you can supposedly flip it or whatever the case. Uh, like a lady hit me in my DM with this cryptocurrency thing, which is a pyramid scheme. And if you don't know about pyramid schemes, anything that comes in the form of, hey, you sign up under me and the people you sign up under you are going to make money. You're going to make money each time somebody else up under you signs up somebody else. And then at the top of the pyramid would be whoever is above whoever signed you up. So if you get what I'm saying, it's a trickle down effect. So if I'm the head of this and I got 40 people up under me that are selling, I'm making money off of everybody. But who's suffering? The people that are at the bottom that ain't really making no money. Or who's to say anybody's making any money? So keep your eyes open, man. We ain't got time for these uh, these pyramid schemes. We ain't got time to be losing our money. It's time to invest our money. It's time to stop buying dumb shit. It's 2019. Man, every time you get paid, I don't know if you do this already, but if you don't, pay yourself first. No matter how much money you make. You know, $25 a check, $50 a check, you can spare $100 a check. It all adds up over time, man. And what I do is I put it into an account that I don't have a debit card for. So that way it's not easily ready for if I'm out turning up and I'm just like, fuck it. Well, I got an extra blah, 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 blah open this account. Yeah, let me go ahead and buy this. About No, you know what I'm saying? That way you can save some money, man. Look up the statistics about, you know, the average amount of money people in whatever you know city you live in or, or just middle middle uh class families in general like i seen something that said like the average middle class family doesn't even have like a thousand dollars on hand if for an emergency you know what i'm saying so we got to start working smarter and not harder get away from the credit card debt let's pay these debts off um get away from those cash loans all that bs man it's time to do stuff with our money. Let's invest our money into something. You know, if you're in real estate, you could do that. You know what I'm saying? If you you can get enough money, buy gold bars, man. Gold is something that's always going to appreciate. You feel what I'm saying? Buy some land. Uh, get a business going. You know, it's time to empower ourselves and uplift ourselves and do things other than the social norms and wake ourselves up to to not. Always be in the tunnel vision factor of, oh, I got to be working this job until I'm this year old so I can retire. I was in the elevator the other day at work, man, and this lady came in was talking about she was so pissed off about the job, this, that, and the third. And she was like, man, I'm going to give him seven more years and I can retire. I've been here uh, 27 years already. Or it was 20 years and she's waiting for 27, one of the two. But I was thinking like, God damn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you 27, 30 years, bruh. Like, and I'm 30, I'm about to be 31, so it's like, man, if I follow that model, which is nothing wrong with it, but it's like, man, I'll be working for, like, at least the next 30 years, so I think you can't retire until you're 60. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, man, there's so much life to live out here, bro, and I want to live it. So, we got to do what we got to do, man. And speaking on another thing, when it comes to doing what you got to do, I came across an article the other day about 2 Chains owning his own masters, and it's like... That's what's up, bro, because the money, the long-term money is 
in owning your own masters and what a lot of artists okay let me back up if you don't know what masters are it's like the rights to your song so when you get a record deal what they like to do is they'll come to you with a record deal but also come to you with a publishing deal that enclose the details of your masters and what they'll do is they'll try to swindle you out of buying all of your rights to your masters and giving you like a lump sum so what you do is you'll sit down with them and they'll be like man we give you this million dollars for your masters you just sign over the rights to your masters and people that aren't educated will be like but shit fuck yeah give me this million dollars but what you're not thinking about is when you create all these hit songs and they're hit songs for years hit songs for you know a decade or so that mean you will get no money off of it that mean when when their publishing company strikes a deal to put your song in a pepsi commercial or or some type of commercial or advertisement you would make no money off of it you know what i'm saying that was one of the conspiracy theories about michael jackson he would um they said he would quote and say um you know they're trying to kill me for my catalog because michael jackson owned the beatles catalog he owned his catalog he owned I want to say half of anything. Yeah, you can Google it, but I remember the article saying on, something on the lines of he owned half of everything that Sony Music Group put out. That means he was getting paid off of everything. And it was some type of theme song or jingle or something that's really popular that he also owned the rights to as well. So it's like, you know, that that's one thing. You got to do what you got to do. That's one of them conspiracy things. That's one of them things that... You know, the the higher-ups in the music industry don't want you to do. They don't want you to own your masters. I remember when I DJed for this group that was signed to a major label, I remember one of their biggest mistakes was um, when they went to go get signed to this major label in New York, instead of them having their own label, uh, not label, having their own lawyer, they took the owner of the record company that they were signed to, the entertainment group, they, they went with his lawyer. So when they went to go get signed in New York, that lawyer really wasn't looking out for them. That lawyer was looking out for the owner of the entertainment group, if that makes any sense. So it's like you got to have things in play as an artist so you can figure out where your money is coming from. And in this day and age, I don't know how this streaming works or how you're making money from streams or having this many streams or that many streams. I don't know how that shit works, but... You know, uh, all the artists out there, make sure you know what's going on, where's money being made, and what's being spent. Like, um, not to bring up R. Kelly's bum ass, but he claims he's broke because his accountant was stealing money and he didn't know where the money was going to XYZ. And that is another way artists go broke. They have somebody else handling their funds, paying their bills, and they never know how much money they got. They just out there spending money thinking, I got money, I got money. And if anybody knows, let's be real on here. Yeah, I got paid before. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you have too. And you just, you know, it's a weekend. You're like, man, you know what? You have an idea about what you have in your head. So you just spending money. you just buying shit. And then come mid that week, let me check my account. Like, damn, I thought I had more than that. Then you think about all the shit you start buying. So being smart with your finances, especially in the music industry, is something that is very important. And also, too, you know, you got to realize you might not be hot for all that time. You might have one hit. But there are certain ways if you go certain, you know, selling a certain amount of money, man, you can be set up for a lifetime. Look at Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, he got that paper. He doing it. And I remember him growing up in the, the ringtone era where, you know, he went platinum off ringtones. Remember the ringtones back in the day when you bought a ringtone? Might have been like five ninety nine to buy a ringtone, three ninety nine. Yeah. If a million people bought that at three ninety nine, you do the math. And I don't think there was even a contract for ringtones at the time because that was so new 
You know what I'm saying? So I don't even think that might have been money the record label was getting into. Hence the reason why they start coming out with these 360 record deals, which entails that the record label is getting paid off you no matter what. That means you're signing a deal with this label. They're getting paid off your merchandise. They're getting paid off your touring. They're getting paid if you're in a movie. They get paid if you're in a commercial. They get paid off your publishing. They get paid off your image. All that shit. And look at Prince, for example. Rest in peace. Um, he signed over certain rights to whatever, whatever. And if you guys remember, he didn't even own his name after a while. That's why he would be introduced as the art- artist formerly known as Prince. Or he was just a symbol. Another thing that messed me up was one time I went to see Gladys Knight perform at a um, a food festival here in St. Louis. And I was wondering why none of the songs sound familiar. Not that I knew too much about you know Gladys Knight, but there was some songs that I might have you know been looking out for. You know, example being uh, Midnight Train to Georgia, Best That I Ever Had, uh, The Way We Were, Missing You, uh, I Gotta Use My Imagination, Superwoman, you know, others stuff like that um that she wasn't doing and i was wondering why but kind of find out she didn't own the rights to perform her own music just like lauren hill if you trip off if you ever go see lauren hill i don't know if it's still this way but when i seen her a few years back she didn't own the rights to perform her song so her bands had her band had to create a different beat to the song so she might be doing the lyrics to the song but she couldn't do the actual beat because she doesn't own the rights and speaking of music um, what I did notice this week, um, I told you guys I had lost my phone like a while back and I had an iPod, no, iPhone 4 that I was twerking. So I couldn't stream no music on that. So I, I found my old iPod around the crib that I would have been putting music on for years. So I would listen to that in the rental car because, you know, my car is in the shop because it got side swipe, blah, 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 whatever. So what I did notice is, man, it was some straight tunes on there and I'm talking about tunes that i used to bump heavy and that's still hard to this day like a bunch of stuff that's just like man i forgot about this record or i forgot about this artist and it made me realize how easy it is for us to forget about music nowadays because there's so much music coming out so much music coming out that we forget about the stuff that was jamming five ten you know or etc you know what i mean unless you're going down you know an old school lane of music and i mean i'm gonna just keep the ipod charged up because I'm going to still bump that thing when I get my car off the shop. You know what I'm saying? With the aux cord. Because, man, there's some cuts on there. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of old music, um, shit, B2K's Millennium Tour came to town in St. Louis, Missouri. And my timeline was, like, I thought I was back in, like, high school. <laughs> and it seemed like all the chicks got to meet them. But I see they got this whole, like... Where you can like go backstage to an after party, like a quote unquote after party type setting with B2K and mingle with them, and everybody gets a picture and they get to talk to them and you know all that type of stuff. But yeah, my timeline looked like it was high school, bro. Like I remember opening up for B2K when I was rapping um, back in the day. I don't remember. I think that's when they first dropped Uh Huh. I think that was their first single or some shit. And uh, they came here at the skating rink, and I opened up for them. It was from all these people, man, all these girls. Ran out on stage, the crowd go crazy, you hear me? I'm doing my verse, man, while my CDs start skipping. <laughs> my CDs start skipping, bro, I couldn't do nothing but look. I just ran off the stage, and then my homies, you know, followed me. And it was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, shit, the girls were still going crazy, like, you know what I'm saying? I still was like signing autographs, and me and my boy String, we signing autographs. We was 
taking pictures. They had us blocked off with like some security. Like, you know, it was still dope. I remember meeting them. Well, not actually meeting them. I, we like walked past them type shit. Like, we didn't meet them. I remember seeing their tour bus and all that type of stuff. But that was pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? But I see them brothers still got it. And I remember thinking about that a while back. Like, why these brothers ain't never, you know, come back together and do some music? I know Amarion tried to do his thing at one point and he realized it was all bad, you know? Mm-hmm. So, hey, if, if, if anything is, is smart in that case, I think they would go ahead and try to drop some more music. I'm not sure how their ticket sales are doing in other cities, but it looked like in St. Louis it did pretty well. They also had Pretty Ricky on there, Chingy, Yin Yang Twins, Mario. Um, yeah, so it was a cool little tour, I guess, for all the women to go back down memory lane. But like I said, my, my timeline looked like it was high school, bro. Like I, It took me back to high school when girls was going crazy over these dudes, man. Just would have been dope if they had Bow Wow on it and Soldier Boy or something like that, but I don't know, you know. Uh, I don't know. But the tour I'm waiting on is that motherfucking uh, Cash Money reunion tour when BG get out of jail. <laughs> For real, real, man. I never got to see those cats perform. And I told you I got to see Juvenile perform, like, last week. Um, I saw Lil Wayne perform one time when I was, like, high school, I want to say. Maybe freshman in college around that time. And, um... Man, a, a, a Hot Boys reunion tour, Cash Money Millionaires reunion tour would be dope as hell. You know, free BG whenever he does get out of jail. Because Turk already got out of jail a few years ago. Uh, that, I think that would be hard, man. You know what I'm saying? Hard. Unless they, you know, Birdman and Wayne don't want to work together. But I don't know, man. I think they, they could come together for some type of greater good. Speaking of that, like Juvenile and Birdman came out with an album the other day and Besides the Birdman versus the album was pretty cool. <laughs> I've never been a fan of Birdman. I don't even know why he still tries to rap. I mean, the hardest he was ever to me was probably on that Like Father, Like Son album with him and Wayne. And that was when they were speculating that Wayne was writing his verses. I don't know. It's just like, man, why didn't Birdman, why didn't you just put up money behind a Juvenile album and let him drop that album? But he got some cool tracks on there. Um... Yeah, so if you know you get a chance, man, check that out. Oh, also, man, rest in peace to that young lady that was killed um, in an Uber mix-up, man. Like, long story short, she had got into a car that she thought was her Uber, bruh. Like, she was waiting, and the car pulled up. She had ordered an Uber, and she ended up being found dead. And they got her on camera, like, waiting, and I guess the report from the Uber driver or whatever. But it's crazy because this past... Like, last week, I was downtown after the Juvie concert, and I was pulled over, like, waiting to try to see what I was going to do, where I was going to go eat. And this white dude, like, you know, like a middle-aged white dude, looked like he was a tourist in downtown St. Louis. He tried to open the, the car door. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, and I was like, yo, yo, what's up? He's like, oh, I'm like, wrong car. He's like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? He's like, well, where's my guy? And he went on his phone, and then a car pulled up. He hopped into, like, an Uber or a Lyft. So I imagine that type of stuff probably happens more so, you know, than often. But it's like, you know, and me, you know, we were joking, me and a friend of mine were just joking about that. Like, man, what if he got in the car with somebody and they robbed his ass or, you know what I mean? Or hit him with that 30. (laughs) But then come to find out this young lady, the same scenario, she gets in the wrong car. She ends up dead. You know, it's crazy, man. Rest in peace to that young lady. But hey, that's going to do it for this episode of the Fly Perspective Podcast. Um, Hit me up with your concerns or comments. Make sure you subscribe, like, 
Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, email me at tfpfeedback at gmail.com. That's tfpfeedback at gmail.com if you want to comment, if you want to um, you know, send me some music, if you want to ask me some questions for some advice. And also, don't forget Muzzum, uh, M-U-Z-M-M.com. Um, promo code DJSOFLYY for 20% off of your purchase for those backpacks. Check out those designs. Remember, they got the big backpack and the little backpack. The little backpack fits between like four to six, you know, clothes, sets of clothes, uh, you know, laptop compartment, uh, water bottle compartment. It's uh, water resistant. Dope design. It go from backpack to shoulder, uh, you know, hand action like you carry it. Uh, also, they got the bigger backpack that uh, hold more stuff, man. So check that out. Get 20% off. Use my promo code DJSOFLYY at MUZMM.com. And um, we're going to end the episode like this, man. Uh, Lucky Day with a song called Roll Some Up. All right? Fly Perspective Podcast. So lazy.